We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The year-long closure of the Martin Luther King Bridge has created a daily traffic nightmare for thousands of commuters, especially those traveling from Illinois to downtown St. Louis. Madison County commuters are especially affected. We're talking this segment about relieving the pressure on those commuters. Joining me in studio are S.J. Morrison, Director of Marketing and Planning for Madison County Transit and Ride Finders. Clint Doherty is a resident of Glen Carbon, Illinois, who works for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. He's been riding MCT to work for nine years. Gentlemen, great to have you here. Thanks for having us. Yes, nice to be here. What a mess, huh? <laughs> it really is. And, you know, in, any time that there are lane reductions across the river, it's going to create a burden on our, our bridges and highways. Some, you know, alternate routes have to be found. People are leaving earlier for work and all sorts of problems. Clint, what, what is your story? Well, you know, it's uh, it's always a mixed bag, what you're going to see when you're on the road. Uh, sometimes you have some random uh, construction. Other times, you know, you might have a broken down car on a bridge, which is always what's going to slow you down a lot. So, you know, with some of this change in construction, it seems like a bridge is being shut down just about every other time you look around every other year. So, Yeah, in fact, I just saw this morning that MoDOT announced another uh, westbound lane closure on the Poplar Street Bridge yeah. through October. So we're reducing more lanes, um, all the more reason why people should take public transportation or carpool. Well, you sound like a man who's a marketing director for <laughs> public transportation. I hope so. How many people are, have been impacted, do you think, SJ, by this, uh, th- this uh, problem? You know, there are about um, 13,000 commuters who use the MLK Bridge to get to downtown St. Louis every day to work. Um, and so literally thousands of, of residents. Um, obviously, um, because... Those residents have to go somewhere, those commuters, um, that's impacting the Poplar Street Bridge and the Stan Span as well, the Stan Mutual Bridge. Um, and so what we're encouraging folks to do is take advantage of our MCT Express service. Um, we offer literally 31 trips from 16 communities in, downtown, in Madison County over to downtown St. Louis and 34 trips back. So it, it's direct, it's, it's affordable, and it's, it's frequent service. Uh, are the uh, vehicles uh, filled every day? Um, you know, not filled uh, every single day, but um, certainly um, we have our our peak times where we have a lot of folks uh, riding the buses, and and there's uh, we've definitely noticed um, more and more interest, uh, phone calls and emails uh, from people just curious about how the service works, wanting to learn more so that they can not only save money but have a more stress-free commute. Well, it can't be very complicated. It really isn't. No, um, you know, we, um, we've got a, a great website, sharetherightstl.org, which is sort of our landing page for providing information about not only riding the bus to downtown St. Louis, but also carpooling and vanpooling through the Ride Finders program. And we have information also about the Metrolink as well. Mm-hmm. Clint, uh, what, what is your commute like now? I mean, compared to what uh, it was before the bridge closing? Well, it actually hasn't changed that much. Uh, the first day after the bridge closed, there was quite a big shutdown, and it uh, took about an hour and 15 minutes, where normally it's about a 45-minute commute. Mm-hmm. I think people were adjusting and trying to figure out what their new routes were going to be. 
Uh, depending on what time of day you go, it can make a difference. If you're really early, let's say at 5.45 a.m., you're going to see a lot less traffic, and it's not really going to see much of a difference. Uh, and more in the peak times, you know, it does slow down a little bit. Uh, today I rode the bus. It was about a 8 o'clock bus over, and uh, it was about a normal 45-minute commute, so we didn't really see much difference there. Even we, although we call these uh, vehicles express vehicles, given the fact that uh, there is so much traffic on the road and there are all these other construction projects, I, I can't imagine that's a very fast commute. Well, no, but it's it's as fast as they could drive in their their own car, you know, their single occupancy vehicle. And so, you know, the the logic is the more folks we can get using alternative modes, whether it's sharing the ride in a carpool or, um, you know, sitting on that bus, you know, our express buses have 39 seats. And that's, you know, 39 cars off the road taking that same route. Um, that's, you know, an express passenger can literally save up to $350 a month, you know, by, by riding an express bus to work. And so it's, it's not just benefiting them as individuals, but it's benefiting all of us if there's fewer cars on the road. How do you coordinate, or do you, I suppose you do, with, with Metro? We, we, we work very closely with Metro. We accept all of the Metro fare products um, for full fare on our vehicles. Um, we, we do planning exercises with Metro. We share data. But we also have uh, transfer points at Metrolink stations like in Emerson Park, at 6th and Washington, at the Civic Center. Um, so that Because many of our express passengers are going to points further west, whether it's sure. Midtown, Central West End, Clayton. And so they can have a seamless connection from bus to train via Metrolink. Tell me something about the planning for this. I mean, this this didn't just uh, happen. It, people knew it was going to happen. So how far in advance uh, do you at MTC try to figure out how to best handle it? You know, we, we learned a few months ago. And so uh, what we immediately did was uh, try to develop a campaign to let folks know about their options. Um, so we developed that sharetherightstl.org site. Um, you know, unfortunately, as, a, as, as traffic goes, some of it is on the, on the fly. You know, we're, we're going to we, – we, we obviously rerouted the buses to the stand span both in the morning and the afternoons. Um, but we didn't know just how bad the stand, the stand span would be. Fortunately, it's been relatively clear most mornings. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of it, yes, there's, there's some planning that can occur. But others, you know, we, we have to wait and see how things go and, and make some decisions. Yeah. And you knew it was coming, Clint, uh, long in advance. Did you, could you do any advanced planning? Well, I knew it was coming, but I think the benefit is, you know, there is a number of different routes, uh, I should say times, that I can take. And so, you know, if, if something looks like it's going to be uh, maybe not as good of a time to go, I can always leave a little earlier in the day or a little later in the day uh, in the morning time and uh, do as I need. But that first morning when it was first closed definitely was – very clear, you know. There's definitely changes happening, and people started thinking about it much more clearly that morning, for sure. I, I want to invite uh, our listeners to get into the conversation. If you're a commuter that is affected by all of this, uh, weigh in for us, uh, if you would. Tell us what you're doing and uh, what you think ought to be done to make it an easier commute for you. 382-8255 is the number. That's 382-TALK. You can send us an email at talk at stlpublicradio.org or send us a tweet at STL on air. Let's 
talk about ride sharing uh, if we can for just a moment. I'm not sure that everybody, even though it's been around for a while, everybody knows exactly how that works. Right. So Ride Finders is the free carpool van pool program for the entire nine county St. Louis region. So Fenton to Fairview Heights, Maplewood to Maryville and everywhere in between. Um, we, we serve. And what we do is we provide a free ride matching service. So we help people find a carpool or van pool to work or to class. Um, and then we promote the benefits of, of carpooling and van pooling. One of those benefits is the guaranteed ride home. What we frequently hear from people is, well, I'd carpool, I'd ride the bus, but what if there's an emergency? What if I have to stay late, leave early? The guaranteed ride home, we offer four free guaranteed rides home a year so that folks have that peace of mind. They know that, well, a taxi will actually come and get me if I have to leave early to take care of a sick child or what have you. So that's basically how it's done. It's done by a taxi. A taxi cab is called when somebody needs that ride home. Is that right? That's exactly right. And and we give a voucher so that they don't have to even prepay um, to the the passenger. So it's a nice service. And they get four free of those a year if they register with Ride Finders, which, again, is a free public service, um, you know, uh, provided by uh, the Federal Transit Administration um, in an effort to reduce traffic congestion and improve air quality in the St. Louis region. What does it cost? To rideshare? Yeah. It's free. It's free. Yeah, yeah. Our, our carpool service is free. It's a free service. Um, th- there is a cost to those who would want a van pool, um, you know, but there would be, you know, five or up to 15 commuters in a van pool. But um, if, if you're just trying to find somebody to carpool with, it's free. And, and we have 16,000 commuters in our database already. And what about the express buses? The express buses, it's $70 a month uh, for one of our MCT uh, system passes. Uh, many of our riders uh, will buy a Metro Pass because they may connect to a MetroLink train. In fact, about a fourth of our ridership um, rides with a Metro fare product because they're either going to Metro or from Metro. Is it worth it, Clint, 70 bucks a month? It is. You know, to me, I, I did the math early on. That was one of the reasons why I decided to ride the bus. And uh, I was going to save uh, about $2,000 a year. And it was during a time whenever the gas prices were well above $3 a gallon. And, you know, we usually see more people riding when gas goes up. Um, and I know that uh, it's definitely been useful for me. I get to do a lot of things in my free time as I don't have to think about traffic or worry about, you know, navigating through congestion. You can actually read the newspaper if you, you choose can. to on the, on the way to work. You can listen to NPR radio. <laughs> which, is, which is almost uh, a must. Almost a must. Uh, we have a caller here. Dennis in Overland wants to get into our uh, conversation. Let's have him do that. Dennis, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, I just I, I told you uh, your answer there that I I just tuned in. I I'm a broken record. I, I really would like to see covered bus stops all across the St. Louis County and St. Louis City area to uh, make it easier for people to use these buses. Uh, there's a there's a situation. There's an attitude that buses are for the poor and the middle class, and uh, what older people like myself need to come to grips with the fact that they're going to take the keys away. And uh, it would be uh, nice to have a, a, a rhythm to your life to where you could take a walk and go up and jump on the bus and do like you did when you were young. So uh, I think that would be a selling point for you guys to start uh, pushing the idea of uh, uh, keeping people out of their contour chairs when they take the keys away. So. 
Boy, he brings up the taking the keys away. That's a dramatic moment in an older person's life, needless to say. No, no question. I, you know, I can't speak for the St. Louis County area. Obviously, that's in the, the bi-state development uh, jurisdiction, and we're Madison County Transit. But, but I do agree with you, Dennis, about the importance of having transit amenities, making folks feel safe and, you know, in the event of inclement weather, covered. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I agree with that. And, and we've uh, tried to make every effort to make the transit experience as comfortable as possible. Someone has, uh, has put a note in front of me here asking about free Wi-Fi. Is that something that uh, is is part of the transportation process these days? Yeah, in fact, I can uh, fill you in on that. I mean, we have free Wi-Fi on the buses that I utilize just about every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've definitely been able to they've up their game lately. You know, you can stream videos now. You can stream music. And uh, generally, the, it's good, good connectivity. You have your few opportunities or times whenever it doesn't work exactly as you want it to. But in general, it, it's a very good service. SJ, in, in general, who are the riders these days? Dennis has talked about older people and he's talked about poor people. My impression is that younger people today are making much more use of, uh, of public transportation. No question. Yeah, our, our typical express rider is probably um, you know middle-aged um, millennials. Um, they are professionals, evenly split between men and women. Um, who are what we would call discretionary riders, meaning they have one or two cars in the garage. They're riding by choice because they want to, not because they have to. They're riding because it's an opportunity to save money, to take back their commute, to make their commute more productive again, Um, and because they believe in the cause, whether it's the cause of sustainability or because they're trying to help create a stronger and healthier St. Louis. And how has that changed uh, changed it from your perspective, that is from the the transit uh, uh, company's perspective? Well, you know, one, one of the things that we're looking at doing is, um, in fact, it probably will launch later this year, is a mobile ticketing app uh, where um, passengers will be able to buy tickets, passes, on their on their phone, and a QR code will be generated, and they'll be able to scan on the bus similar, you know, to an airline. Um, so you board, you know, scan your phone, and then, and you know, sit down. Um, and so we are looking at ways to push into technology where we are, you know, adding the Wi-Fi on the buses, I think, has made a difference. We're trying to make this, um, you know, as appealing and as comfortable as possible for um, passengers of all ages. And, you know, we've seen more and more that millennials are interested in this sharing economy. Um, and, and so they're willing and kind of even excited about the possibility of sharing the ride to worker class um, whether it be in a bus or in a carpool. Who, in, in the ride-sharing program, who's driving the cars? In other words, are they older people? They're, they're clearly not necessarily the younger people, the millennials. No, the, the, the carpools are driven by just anybody. So uh, you and I, if uh, we were carpooling, um, one of us, would we would kind of split the time carpooling. Um, and so uh, it's, it's somebody that you work with. It's somebody at your, at your workplace um, that is willing to, um, willing to drive, whether it be two days a week, three days a week. Uh, you can split the time. Um, but, yeah, the, the drivers are actually just, uh, just, just... Just people, just plain folks. That's huh? exactly right. Uh, th- this is something I didn't understand. So if I'm involved in this, I might drive one week and the people I drive with would drive the next week in their car. Is that the way it works? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Really what we do is we, we provide the match. We provide a mechanism to help people find someone to carpool or vanpool with. And, and then we provide that guaranteed ride home benefit. 
Clint, uh, what would you tell people now, people who are maybe considering these options that we've been talking about here? Uh, do a commercial for MTC and, and, and tell us how you would sell it. Well, I would say that, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're kind of tired of having to deal with the traffic and, and frustrated with kind of the unknown of the day-to-day, uh, whether you're going to run into stops or whatever, and, you know, you want to utilize some time that maybe you're not getting at home by reading or doing something else on your commute, you know, ride a bus, you know, get together with someone else and take advantage of that time, you know, get a good book, uh, find a good podcast, do something now that you can do and be productive with. Maybe for me, it's, you know, doing some finances while I'm on the bus so that I can stay up. I got a little new, new son on at home who's three months old. And so sometimes that bus time is the time I get to, you know, go through the emails or just get some of the financial things in order. So utilize that time and make it useful. 30 seconds left. SJ, final pitch from you. Well, with the with the MLK Bridge being closed, there's never been a better time to ride MCT Express routes to St. Louis, to find a ride finder's carpool, or even a Metrolink train. And you can get more info at sharetheridestl.org. We'll put a link to that on our website at sdlpublicradio.org. SJ Morrison, thanks very much for being with us. Thank good, you, Don. Good to hear what you guys are doing. I'm sure it's helping a lot of people. Clint Darty, thank you for being with yes, us. My pleasure. Great. Great to see you both. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air available at stlpublicradio.org or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the new Google Podcast app, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air, a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.